All right, what is going on, guys? And welcome back to the Redneck Patriot Podcast. And thank you so much for joining me. I really do appreciate it. And I know I'm kind of flooding you with episodes, but um, there's a lot of new stuff that's coming out and I want to cover. Uh, Literally just today, uh, there was a new bill that um, uh, Democrats in, let me see if I can pull it up here. Democrats are planning to propose a bill, or they're proposing a bill. They're trying to introduce this uh, thing. Um, Tim Ryan uh, from Ohio and Ro Kahana from California, which are, they're both Democrats, they in- introduced legislation yesterday, Tuesday, that would provide $2,000 monthly payment to qualifying Americans until employment returns. Um, because of the coronavirus. Um, According to the press release, the Emergency Money for People Act would mean $2,000 monthly payments for those over the age of 16 who make less than $130,000 annually. The release states that while the CARES Act was an important step, it does not provide nearly enough support for Americans. And it also said... This act will fix a bug in the CARES Act to provide college students and adults with disabilities to receive the payments if they are claimed by a dependent. This release also says that this act um, recognizes that not everybody has a bank, so they're going to be doing cash payments via PayPal, Venmo, and other like online platforms as well for people, which, okay, um, which I think is interesting. Um, it says every American is going to get 2000 bucks. If you're married and you make less than $260,000 a year, you are going to get $4,000 a month. Qualifying families uh, with children will receive an extra 500 and so on and so forth. So you can read on, on this. I'm not going to get into it, but... Of course, this has to go through the House and the Senate, all that kind of stuff. But I think it's interesting that they are trying to do this. Now, I, I got a lot of crap. Um, I think everybody got a lot of crap for saying that this is socialism. This is only a one-time payment. And we're starting to see that people, you know, Democrats are starting to get this idea that they can just uh, spend our taxpayers' money like it's free money, and they think it's fine, they think it's okay. Now, my question is, you know, they said that, they said in the article that a one-time $1,200 check is not going to cut it, which I agree. I mean, a lot of people, you know, $1,200 is not going to help a lot of people. I mean, it's going to help you know, get the basics together for a lot of people, but it's not going to help a lot of things. Um, but my question is, is this bill, I'm assuming this bill is going to replace the idea of these $1,200 check. And so people are going to be getting an extra $600 a week, and they're probably also going to get $2,000 a month. So that means if they're married and both of the people qualify for both things, people are going to get $2,400 a month per person. So that's $4,800 a month plus 4000 That's like $9,000, $10,000 a month people are going to be making 
for the next couple months if this bill passes, which I, I, I don't think it's going to go through. But I think it's um, ridiculous that they're trying to pass something like this. But this is what this this is why I had a problem with the stimulus thing. Now, I got my check the other day and I used it for what I needed. But I, I think, it, you know, it definitely helped, you know, a lot of people. But I don't really like where this is heading. It's a, it's a, you know, the twelve hundred dollar check wasn't in itself, you know, what exactly Andrew Yang was proposing. But we're starting to see it's gonna go. It, it's gonna get that way if we don't uh, reopen the country. And we're starting to see in places like uh, North Carolina. Um, there was a hashtag going around yesterday, and I, fr I forgot to mention it yesterday. Um, uh, reopen North Carolina. So there was protesters yesterday in North Carolina. Um, one woman was arrested for violating the governor's uh, order. Uh, there was about 100 people in Raleigh. Um, they, are, they were protesting the governor's stay-at-home order for it being unconstitutional overreach that would kill the state's businesses. Um, at least one protester was arrested and was charged with violating the executive order. Um, she said, I have a right to peacefully protest or peacefully um, assemble um, as the officers led her away with her hands bound with a zip tie. Um, during the protest, every 15 minutes, uh, there were 50 cars that honked their horns um, as a Raleigh police officer asked several protesters to keep six feet apart. The noise drowned out his voice. We are in violation of the order. She said, if I get locked up today, I'm okay with that. As North Carolinans, we need to get back to work. The protest was organized by Reopen NC, a private Facebook uh, group that was started last week. And now the page has like 30,000 members. Yeah. It says down here, are protests non-essential? And it's it's interesting. These governors, or especially the governor, and they're basically saying protests are non-essential. And we're starting to see this happening. And my fear, it's going to start in every state. Because like you have these businesses that are have been in these families for generations. I mean... I was listening to a radio show a few weeks ago, and there was this newspaper that was has been around for 130 years, and they had to close down because of the coronavirus. And you have these businesses that have been in the family for you know, 60, 70, 100 years, and they're all of a sudden having to close because of this thing. And yeah, the government is issuing these loans, and this one of these things I want to talk about, these paycheck protection program if you if you read the terms let me see if i can pull it up if you read the terms if you go to house.treasury.gov uh, house there is these terms it's being pushed as a forgivable loan but you have to follow these these terms in order to get it to, uh, get it forgiven um, but it's $350 billion in forgivable loans. All loan terms will be 
the same for everyone. Um, so it says down here, how much of my loan will be forgiven? You will owe money when your loan is due if you use the loan amount for anything other than paywall, payroll cost, mortgage interest, rent, or utilities. Um, you will also owe money if you do not maintain your staff or payroll, which means like number of staff, level of payroll, like rehiring. Um, how can I how can I request loan forgiveness? You have to request it to be forgiven. And then it says down here, when will my loan be due? In two years. So they already are counting on you basically to pay this back. So it's not it's not really forgiven. They're just saying that to just make it sound better and pay this paycheck protection program is sounds a little bit better than loans, you know, any kind of program. But look at this, this bill. It's like four pages. Um, I was listening to Dave Ramsey the other day, and he was urging small businesses not only not to take this this loan because it is not only really bad, really bad loan. It's it's a loan. You know, it's borrowing any kind of borrowing money, like any kind of debt right now is really bad. I mean, I am, I don't know how you feel about debt, but I am really against debt. And I've worked so hard in the past couple of years to, to limit myself from debt. Um, but it's really bad for small businesses because you're letting the government inside your business and if you don't follow these ridiculous guidelines these ridiculous terms to a t then you your loan is no longer forgivable it's just a loan so it's also dangerous for churches because if these churches take out these loans the government is going to be inside of your church the government is going to be overreaching inside of your church um and it's going to dictate how you run your church. And who's to say, you know, they come out in the next few months and change the terms after you take out these loans and change the terms. And the term happens to be something that you don't agree with. Now, they're not going to come out and say that, oh, you're pro or you're anti-abortion or you're um, pro-traditional marriage, like anti-gay marriage, or you believe in you know, whatever, they're not going to come and say that, but they're going to be like, oh, your loan, your forgivable loan was not approved or something like that. They're probably going to come out and say that. It's just not a good road to go down. And I don't trust the government to forgive the loans. I mean, we look at the rate of the uh, student loan forgiveness and like, I don't know, 30,000 people have applied for that program and only like less than a thousand have actually been approved. It's just, it may be more, maybe I'm off on my numbers a little bit, but a small percentage have actually gotten their student loan forgiven. So I don't trust the government on anything and I don't trust the government right now. Um, you know, people are already getting these loans. People are already getting these. Um, there's a restaurant owner in New York are getting these loans and they're already saying it's not enough to run their company. It's already not enough to run the business. Um, it's one thing to get a loan, but it's also another thing to not have customers. So when you get these loans, you're paying for the, like the past bills that are due 
but you have to worry about the present time frame. So if there's no customers coming in, when you constantly have money going out to your to your employees and to bills, then you're not profitable because you're not making money. And a lot of these restaurants are not going to make it because you can't sell alcohol in the drive-through or you can't take alcohol out to their car unless you deliver it to them at home. And a lot of these restaurants are going to fail because their main source of revenue in any kind of restaurant is alcohol. They don't make a lot on burgers or pizza or whatever. It's alcohol. So you're cutting that in half, but you're telling businesses to um, take out these loans but they can't they can't function because they can't they don't have money coming in like they don't have enough money coming in to make everything work and so they're eventually going to get tired and shut down and it's going to kill these small businesses now you know I'm not Dave Ramsey I'm not a financial expert but I can see where this is going to be totally uh going downhill it's 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 going downhill if we don't reopen um the economy soon um and i also had all my notes here like is this social distancing working because i'm not a scientist i'm not a doctor but i know that if you stay inside for long periods of time not only your mental health goes haywire your ability to be immune to certain things goes down unless you are already immune to it maybe i mean i'm pretty sure i had it i had a terrible cold like a terrible like cold type flu stuff back in december or january i'm pretty sure i had it i'm i'm pretty sure i had it um but these these checks and these loans are being labeled as free money. And everybody's saying these $1,200 stimulus checks are free money. But it actually says in the bill that it's actually a advance on your next tax return, which is crazy. It's being labeled. It's being promoted. It's being sold as like free money or forgivable loans or what. It's not free. We're going to be paying for this for generations to come and it's adding to the national debt i mean we already spent two trillion of this and they're already working on the next package i mean we have like six trillion dollars to to work with and we already used two and we're probably going to be use, using two more in another package but um we don't really know if this social isolation or whatever is actually working and so i think the sooner that we get out into the workforce. I mean, some for some places are bad as others. I mean, but where I'm at, it's normal. I mean, obviously businesses, I mean, I mean, I had to go the other day, um, you know, like to get some, run some errands and every, um, business is pretty much shut down. I mean, you can call them and they will take it out to your car and they will process the payment. Like, electronically like they just take your card and run it through like out there um and it's no cash i mean businesses are still gonna have to adjust but at what point 
are we going to say enough is enough? Um, we're going to have to reopen. If that means maintaining social distancing, if that means doing some readjustments to how you run your business, I mean, we have to get this thing running. We have to get this thing up and running. I mean, we're not going to be, like, we're not going to, it's not going to be good if we just stay home for six months. Because basically what we're fighting, we're fighting two wars right now. We're fighting the health war, which is the coronavirus, and also fighting the economic war. And so, you know, if you put people back to work, it's going to give them confidence. It's going to give them, um, it's going to limit their stress. And you can die from stress. You may not die from the coronavirus, but you can definitely die from stress and depression and, and, and anxiety and your mental health. And whether that be suicide or distress or people have heart attacks, like stress kills people. And so when you limit the stress, the, 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 your chances of, you know, getting this virus is going to be low because your immune system is going to be better and your total well-being as a person is better. And yeah, you're going to have to protect yourself. You're going to probably have to wear a mask to work or, you know, bathe in hand sanitizer or, you know, whatever you have to do. You're going to have to protect yourself and be social distance from other people six feet apart and all that kind of stuff. But we have to get back to work. It's just ridiculous. Um, but we're fighting two wars right now that is really dangerous. And I think the economic battle is has more has more repercussions than the coronavirus. Now the coronavirus is a big deal. It's definitely dangerous. It's more contagious than anything we've ever seen. It's it's really dangerous, really it's really bad. But like I said, businesses that have been around for generations Companies have been around for generations. If we do, if we don't reopen soon, they are not going to make it. Um, another thing I was going to want to talk about is all of these, all of these. Um, have you seen these TikTok videos with these nurses? Um, I posted one yesterday, and I've been seeing a lot of these dancing TikTok videos. Like, I, and. They came out a few months ago, maybe at the end of March or something, and said that the Senate is blocking TikTok from government devices because it's a Chinese-owned company. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think these nurses, I mean, I, obviously they're under a lot of stress, and I think that a five-second TikTok video is not going to hurt anything, but at the end of the day, if these hospitals are overrun like they are saying or like the media was saying, then why in the hell are they having time to record these videos or choreograph these videos? I mean, they're blowing up balloons. They're putting in in the their back, like put it in their pants and they're singing. They put the song on talking about I'm having a big booty. Like it's weird. It's strange. Like if they if they're really overrun with patients or overwhelmed then why are they why do they have the time to do this now i don't know where this is being filmed i mean it could be filmed in montana where they don't have that many patients but 
it looks to me that it's like a viral thing that's been going on. And yeah, I mean, I want these people to have fun, but I also don't understand if it's as bad as they say it is, then why do they have time to do this? Also, another Chinese company that I want to talk about is Smithfield. Smithfield shut down their plants and we're starting to see um, companies like that are starting to shut down their plants because of risk of infecting the product with coronavirus. And it's a very dangerous thing to think about. Um, but it's a very common thing. It's also Smith. Also, Smithfield is owned by a Chinese company. I think it's a WH Group or something like that. It's based in China, and they went um, and bought Smithfield a few years ago. And it's it's the largest. I think it's the largest pork production facility, and it's the, it's the produce like the largest producer in the United States. I think. Uh, we're starting to see that, and it's really kind of, you know, you know, it's. I, I'm not worried, but I'm. It's just pork. I mean, there's other people that are producing stuff, but it could potentially be a problem in the long run if more companies like that are going to be closing down. Um, but I encourage you to, you know, find a butcher shop in your area, and I buy my meat. I buy my meat anyway from a local butcher shop in the area and it's like the cow and the chickens are locally grown grass-fed beef it's really good so find somebody like that don't buy your stuff from walmart so um also i want to talk about something really sketchy that's been going on um a lot of these people are dying from the coronavirus but they actually didn't die from the coronavirus they are like there was this lady that she was like elder, she was like 90 years old and she died from natural causes but they slapped the cause of death on her on her on her death thing uh, as the coronavirus as 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 a covid-19 and apparently these hospitals are getting more funding because of if you put more people and it's very weird to see that they're kind of skewing the numbers a little bit and rigging the numbers a little bit. Um, it's just very strange to see that. It's definitely something sketchy going on. But, I mean, there was this lady that was in a car accident, or this person that was in a car accident, and the cause of death was the car accident. And they did, like, a CD scan on the brain, and they're like, oh, or, like, on the lungs, and they're like, oh, he died from COVID-19. Yeah, sure, whatever. But it's very sketchy. Like, all these people are dying from other causes and they're slapping the COVID-19 on as the cause of death. Also, uh, what nobody else is talking about, I don't hear a lot of people talking about this, but it recently just happened this past weekend is the uh, tornado outbreak that happened on um, Easter Sunday. And uh, it went all throughout the South. I mean, it was huge. Um, it went from Texas all over into Georgia and all up into the Carolinas, like all throughout the South. I mean, it was huge tornado outbreak. It's the deadliest outbreak in over six years. And the media is not talking about this because they are so concerned about their ratings uh, with the coronavirus. I mean, they are a dying industry. You know, nobody's watching the news. Nobody's buying newspapers. But they found this 
you know, thing known as the coronavirus, and they're using it to their advantage. And you're starting to see that in these press briefings. So they're not talking about it. They're not concerned about this. Like they may mention it, but earlier this morning when I looked this up, there was 88 tornadoes, 88 confirmed tornadoes. Now there's almost 194. Um, but just to give you like how dangerous it was, the highest winds was in South Carolina on uh, Monday. Um, and it was between 100, like 170 to 205 miles per hour. That is crazy. And also the largest hail was four inches in diameter in Texas. So there was 1.3 million customers without power and thousands of people lost their homes and there was about 40 deaths um, in this. Um, very tragic. So my thoughts and prayers go out to the people um, affected by this. But there was almost 100 confirmed tornadoes. Now, it, now when I say tornadoes, I'm talking like... Um, little like EF1s, <clears throat> you know, like EF1s or, um, I, I don't think there's, there were many, very many, I think the highest it went up to was EF4, which is still pretty bad. I mean, really bad, but the, it's, there's these tornadoes that last like, um, you know, a couple minutes or they go like, um, let me see like the smallest one. They go like a you know seventy yards or something like that before they stop, or fifty yards, um, or they can go up to you know two thousand you know yards. It's or, you know three thousand, thirty five hundred was the was a bigger one. But if you go on, um, they already have a Wikipedia page and all this data is on there. Now I don't, you know, I kind of find Wikipedia to be very unreliable. You can edit stuff on there, but Look up this stuff. It's um, very interesting, but you have to think, <clears throat> you know, these people are without homes. It's very tragic. It's probably the worst time to have a tornado, but it's the worst. It's the deadliest outbreak in six years, and the media is not really focusing on it. People are not talking about it. Really sad. I posted a picture today of their um, across um, at a church in Alabama, I think, there was three crosses and two of them fell down and one in the middle was the one standing up. And it's just kind of a beautiful picture of how, you know, in this tragedy, you know, God is still with us. God is still, you know, by our side. And, um, you know, it's just a thing we have to get through, but it's still tragic. And uh, I think there's a rainbow in that picture too. So it's just a symbol. Like I always, always heard that there was the, like, like all these fires burned down or like all these fires in these houses. I've heard stories of like everything burned down, but the Bible, you know, it's just something like that. It's really, really kind of, um, moving and touching, but, uh, yeah, hate to end on a bad note, but I wanted to talk about that and how tragic that was. But anyway, so that is all the stuff I wanted to talk about. I hope I was clear. I hope I was um, very quick with what I was trying to say. I was up at 5 a.m. this morning, April 15th, preparing these topics and just thinking about a lot of things. And I hope that I was clear. And um, anyway, thank you for listening. Be sure to follow me on the Redneck Patriot over on Instagram. If you want to see more, be sure to hit subscribe. And maybe I've had a little bit too much coffee 
but maybe not. Anyway, thank you for listening. Have a great day.